Hey, so I imagine you're listening to this podcast because you're an artist yourself and you want some insider tips, insights, and general advice from artists you respect. One aspect of the business we sometimes discuss on Best Advice is rollout strategies. When you're dropping new music, you want to give it the best chance of getting heard. It's all about reaching the right listeners at the right time. That's why our team at Spotify for Artists built Marquee. Marquee is a marketing tool for turning listeners into bigger fans of your new music. With Marquee, you can send full screen recommendations of your latest album, EP, or single to the right fans as soon as they open the app. Listeners who see your Marquee are twice as likely to save your tracks, making it a better way to develop your audience than trying to drive streams from social media. To find out more, go to artists.spotify.com slash marquee. Welcome to The Payoff. I'm Antonia Cerejido. And I'm Chris Duffy. This show is your audio companion to all of Mike's money and personal finance coverage on the web at mike.com slash payoff. And first off, I got to say, I am so excited to be back. Me too. I'm super excited to be back. I was gone for one week and then we had this vacation the other week, but we're finally back and we're more excited than ever to help with awesome money and finance know-how. Okay, so today is a very special episode because I'm going to tell you all about our epic quest to save someone's life. Oh my God, you save someone's life? Are well, you qualified to do that? I am absolutely not qualified to do it. And when I say save someone's life, I didn't like give them a blood transfusion. I saved their financial life. And even when I say I, it was really we because I got <laughs> Alan, our producer, and our team of experts here to help me out. But it's pretty awesome. And it's really cool who we were helping out. Who is it? We were helping a friend of mine who's a comedian and an actor. His name's Gary Richardson. You might have seen him on Comedy Central or in the movie Don't Think Twice. This guy is hilarious, but he also needed some help. He came to me asking if I could help him out with this mysterious financial situation. And I was like, dude, we got you. That sounds interesting. What kind of mysterious financial situation are we talking about? Well, it's definitely something that had Gary shouting, oh, no. So we're going to hear from him in just a minute. All right. I'm in. As long as he doesn't say, oh, no. No, that was just, I added that for myself. <laughs> Did you solve the problem? Well, I guess you're going to have to just wait and find out, Antonio. This is Saving Gary Richardson. So I didn't totally understand Gary's financial issues before he brought him in. Other than that, he said he had some weird stuff in his credit report or something like that. He thought maybe his identity had been stolen, but he was really overwhelmed by the whole thing. Oh, my God. Identity being stolen sounds like something out of a crazy sci-fi movie. I, who who knows what that means? Also, people, I, I like those commercials where the guy has like a girl's voice. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And they're like, your identity has been stolen. Yeah, and like, they changed your voice. <laughs> but I'm like, that's for sure not how it actually works. No, not at all. And honestly, I think one of the things that we got to with Gary and when I first started talking to him is he kind of just wasn't sure exactly what was going on. So first, some background on Gary in general. He's a writer, he's a comedian, he's an actor. Gary is very successful in so many ways, and yet in a very important way, he, like a lot of people, is not always on top of his finances. So when I brought him into the studio, he told me about this crazy thing that happened. This, this uh, specific disaster started over a year ago. Me and my roommates were looking for an apartment. We found an amazing place. We both go to drop off our paperwork, and later that afternoon, the realtor calls me. She's like, hey, I thought that you said that you had good credit. And I was like, well, certainly I do. I don't. I've got a credit card that I've had since like high school that the limit is like a thousand bucks and that's it. And like student loans. Yeah. And she said, well, you uh, it looks like you have about 10 open lines of credit all over the Midwest. 
Oh, no. And I was like, huh. And she's like, yeah, this is going back years. So I started looking into it, kind of. But then maybe 30 minutes after that phone call, I got a phone call that I would have to go and like screen test for what could have been a life-changing show that I ultimately didn't get. But at the time I was like, well, I've got to focus on this show. Mm -hmm. I've got to focus on being prepared for this. And once this is done, I can come back and handle my credit. And uh, Lord knows I haven't done that. Oh, my God. So that was over a year ago, and he still hasn't dealt with the, the credit issue. No. So that's not great. But we kept talking it through with him, and we had some fun with it. Okay, so uh-huh. we got someone, some false Gary Richardson just running around the Midwest opening lines of credit. But if they can have fun with it, I say, at first, for a while, I was joking that I would give him till the end of the summer <laughs> before I came after him. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, no, I got to do stuff. I'm like probably going to have to move out of my apartment soon. I'm going to need to sign for a different place. Yeah, and they're going to be like, you have like, the you worst credit yeah, we've you seen. Got, yeah. Okay. According to us, you have three boats in Missouri. <laughs> Oh, so we no. got we got to help you figure out how to solve your credit mystery. Yeah. So we got to do a couple things. One, we have to stop your identity theft, which is ongoing. Yeah, as far as I know, I haven't checked on. They could have stopped. On their own. <laughs> okay, so they, they may have stopped. One, we have own. to figure out. One, you don't even know if the identity theft is continuing. Mm-hmm. Two, we have to repair your credit. Anything mm-hmm. else we we need to do too? Um. I don't know. Is there anything? I don't, I'm not good with this kind of stuff. So if there's anything that you find and you're like, somebody's got to talk to this guy about this. Okay. Just so educate me in general also, about how to stay on top of it. We also have to give you just a general checkup to make sure that you're not totally yeah, underwater. Not, uh-huh. So, Gary, uh, how would you describe yourself? I'd say I'm a fun guy. I'd say I'm 6'8", uh, 245 pounds, all muscle. Um, <laughs> Sitting here, I could say 100% <laughs> accurate. Both of those, just 100% true. Yeah. Um... But you mean like with money? Well, I mean, in general, you're a pretty responsible person, it seems. I try to be. Yeah. Yeah, I try to be responsible. Um, I Will I spend money? Yes. Do I enjoy a night out on the town? Absolutely. But in general, you're pretty good with money. Yeah, I I have rent when it's due. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, what would you say your financial philosophy is? Like, how do you think about money in general? In general, I kind of hate it. I'm like, if I get it, I want to spend it. Because I like stuff. I like having stuff more than like having money. Yeah. But do you worry about like savings? Do you have like savings accounts and stuff like that? Um, I did, but I wiped it out on a trip to Europe. So, but I guess is what a savings is for, right? Kind of like. Well, it depends on. I mean, I guess uh, vacation yeah, savings. Sure. Maybe. Yeah, vacation savings. Uh, you also told me I, we were hanging out maybe a week ago, and you told me that your mom had talked to you about your credit. Yeah. This was. Back when I found out that my credit was stolen, she was like, or that my identity was stolen, she was like, oh, that's so weird. That happened to me and somebody bought a bunch of votes. And I was like, what? Why didn't you tell me? And she was like, I don't know, I just took care of it. And she was like, so just take care of it. But she's a far more responsible person than me. Yeah. She's absolutely very on top of it, and I am definitely not. Someone takes a bunch of votes under your mom's name. They're not getting they're to keep those votes. Yeah, they're not going to keep the votes. Whereas right now, sailing season has already begun. I mean, they're probably halfway to Cape Town or something, you know? <laughs> wow. That's a long-distance boat that they I bought. I know. They got a big boat. They got a <laughs> real, the, they got a yacht. Yeah. From the Midwest to Cape Town, <laughs> yeah. all under Gary Richardson's mm-hmm. tab. Went from, went down the Mississippi, into the Gulf of Mexico, <laughs> around Florida. Now we're heading straight for Cape Town, baby. Straight to Cape Town. Yeah, it's like, if you're going to get in trouble, you might as well go big. Yep. I feel like that's true, right? Yeah. I will say, if the person who stole your identity is on a boat 
between the U.S. and Cape Town, I worry that there's not much we can do as far as jurisdiction. Mike has financial experts, but they don't have like a Navy SEAL team. I'm glad you guys could stay so fun and jokey and positive about the situation. I think most people would be a little more freaked out. Also, how is this something he's never had to address for so long? And why is why is he figuring this out now? Well, so he actually was really cavalier about it as far as how pressing all of this was to fix. Uh, it's not super pressing, but one of my roommates, their girlfriend just moved in, which is very rad. And she's very cool. But I'm like, I don't want to live with a couple for more than a year. Mm. I can't imagine this couple's going to want to live with a single dude, like let alone two single dudes for more than a year. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll probably have to move out. And I I want to be in control of all the things that I can control as far as moving forward. Okay, so I understand that he's looking for a new apartment. So they're going to probably have to run his credit score. Exactly. But one thing he mentioned was the student loans. What's the situation with the student loans? Yeah, so he kind of glossed that over, and that did come up when I told him that we're going to run a full financial checkup. I asked him, what might we find? I I think I defaulted on my student loans. Oh, I'm, fairly, I'm fairly certain I did. Well, here's an easy question for you. Have you paid your student loans at all? Not paid them off? So, yeah, some. I've paid some. So, like, when's the last time you made a payment on your student loans? I don't remember. Hmm. My, my my last interaction with them, I was calling to try to set up a like a payment plan or something. And they were like, how much can you give us today? And I was like, I can't give you anything today. And we were like going back and forth. And they were like, we're trying to work with you. And I was like, no, you're not. You're not listening to me. You're not listening to me at all. I don't have any money. I can't give you anything today. And they were like, we're trying to work with you. And I was like, no, you're not giving me options. You give me an ultimatum. And if that's the ultimatum, you're not getting shit from me. And then what happened after that? I hung up and I haven't and I block phone calls on the rig. <laughs> so that's not that's not the ideal relationship with your loan company. Absolutely. But I feel like every so often I'll tweet at like Wells Fargo uh-huh. and they'll like somebody there will be like, Gary, reach out to us, hit us up, and I'm like, hell no. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is making me so anxious. And so what did he do about the loans? Well, given all of this, we just wanted to start at the very basic level. So I asked Gary to try and guess what he thought his credit score might be right now. Okay. Yeah. So we've we've talked about FICO scores on the show before. They're like the hot or not score that banks used to decide whether to lend you money or like a car or a mortgage. Yeah. And base FICO scores, just so you have a sense of what the range is here, 300 is the lowest. That means it's truly terrible credit. You can't get any kind of loan. And then 850 is the highest. That means it's excellent credit. It's super easy to get a loan. You're going to get a great interest rate. You save all sorts of money. And so what did Gary guess his score was going to be? Okay, so he's actually pretty realistic. I'm just curious. What would you think your credit score is? I feel like it's 500, 550 or something like that. That's definitely possible. And that's bad, right? That's for sure bad. That's not great. But it's like bad. It's bad. Okay, yeah. I think that's... You don't have to sugarcoat it for me. I know it's bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm aware that I've got somebody, maybe somebody's couple folks going wild well gary we're gonna do our best to help you (laughs) help save your life here the mission to save gary richardson continues after this okay so gary walked us through what he thinks he's up against and what he thinks his problems might be but to get to the bottom of what's really going on we had to pull gary's actual credit report so you heard us talk about his credit score which is kind of the summary of how 
banks and financial institutions are going to look at your credit. But the credit report is the actual list of all the credit-based accounts that you've ever had and what happened with them, whether you paid them on time, whether you defaulted, all of that. And that is all of the information that goes into giving you your credit score. And we know how to get your credit score and report for free because we've talked about it on the show. You head to annualcreditreport.com and fill out some information and you will get sent copies of your credit report from at least two of the three major credit bureaus. Yeah. And after Gary did that and then sent us the two reports that he'd received, I asked our payoff team of money reporters here at Mike, who would be best to help sort out Gary's situation? And the consensus here was that a nonprofit debt counselor would probably be who we should talk to. Nonprofit debt. I don't know what those words mean. What what is a nonprofit debt counselor? Yeah, I had no idea what that meant either. It sounds good. All of those words sound good, but I didn't know what they meant until we reached out to this guy from the Financial Counseling Association of America. My name is Gordon Oliver, and I'm the student loan counseling manager, and I'm also a PFE certified credit counselor. I started credit counseling in 1996. I've been helping people with these types of situations for many years. So Gordon is definitely the guy we needed to talk to. And a note, when he says that he is a PFE certified counselor, that means he's certified by an organization called the Partnership for Financial Education, which is a regulatory body for debt counselors. So Gordon's legit. Yeah, that's what this means. He's completely legit. He is certified legit. So we had Gordon look over Gary's two credit reports, and then we called him up to explain what was going on there. So the first thing that we asked Gordon to do was estimate Gary's FICO credit score. And Gordon's guess was low 500. That's not good. No, it's not good. And the interesting thing is that when you get your credit report from annualcreditreport.com, it doesn't actually include a credit score. So a hard credit score, the number, only comes when you apply for a specific type of loan, like a car or a house. You can get an estimate of your credit score from a bunch of free websites, though. So we had Gary try that using creditkarma.com, and this is how it went. Okay, I see my TransUnion credit score. It's not in the red, it's in the orange, which is still not good. It needs work. It's 587. And my Equifax credit score is in the red. Oh, no. Yeah. That's bad. They both are in they're the both needs bad. work Yeah, categories. they're both in the needs work category. Yeah, you can see how there's a couple of different zones, right? Mm-hmm. And roughly what someone who is looking at your credit score would do is see how safe of a bet you are. I mean, I'm a bad bet. You, right now, you're I'm a bad, bad bet. bet. Yeah, oh, which no, I don't, no. I want to say knowing you as a person, I think you're a great bet. But if someone is just looking at your credit score, that's not what they're going to see. So Gordon was pretty damn close. And so was Gary with his initial guess. Although it's not quite as bad as we thought they w- the scores would be. They're still not great. Okay, so his credit is bad, but why is it so bad? Is it really because of those identity thieves buying boats in his name? So we asked Gordon about that to look over all the debt in Gary's name, and this is how he summarized what he saw looking over those two credit reports. So there were there was a private student loan balance with Wells Fargo on the first report, and that was consistent with TransUnion. So that looks like it was a student loan that he took, so there would be nothing there other than a balance that he needs to address, and we can talk about that in a minute. I did see First Premier, which was a credit card that was consistent on both reports with both balances. There was also Enhanced Recovery that had, on one report, three or four different bills for a cable or cell account, which typically is either a cable account that was shut off or equipment that wasn't turned in. But because there are several of those, it could be a couple of different cell phones that maybe somebody used this information to turn on and then... They never paid the bills and they went to collections. So there's at least one big loan. And then there's the credit card that Gary knew about. And then some cell phone bills, maybe. And this is how Gary responded to hearing all that. 
I mean, I've had the same cell phone forever. I don't have any. I don't think cables have ever been in my name. So maybe, maybe that part is maybe actually, they, so. maybe like the like small stuff. Maybe the small potatoes are not my potatoes, but the big potato. The big potato. That's that, my potato. That's your potato. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But in a good way, the clearing that stuff up is. You don't have some sort of big active problem with identity theft. Okay. You have cool. uh, a so debt nobody you're on the way to South Africa. Right it now. doesn't seem as though there is someone round in round in the cape. Oh my god. Okay, the the thing I'm confused about is it sounds like it sounds like he's bad credit score just because he wasn't handling his money right. Was his identity also stolen? Yeah, well at this point we basically don't know, right? I mean, our producer Alan asked Gordon about what the deal was was it that these 10 lines of credit that Gary thought had been opened up and someone had stolen from him were those real or was this just something else? And Gordon kind of explained that it might have been possible that the person who told Gary his life had been stolen, that they might have actually just seen multiple entries on his credit report from the same loan, the same student loan being bought and sold different times. And here is Gary's reaction to that news. Dude, that is such a relief. Like in a real way, it seems so simple now. Well, not so simple, but like much more simple than it did. Because also I didn't know what I was looking at and I was like, wait a second, do I have hella more debt than I thought? Yeah. And that's not the case. And it's, I mean, it just feels like so, it feels so much simpler. Uh, the, the first step is acceptance. <laughs> yeah, uh, so what did Gordon say that Gary should do about all of this? Well, unsurprisingly, as a credit counselor who makes plans for people for his day job, uh, he had a multi-step plan to offer Gary. So you, you guys took the first step, which was getting the credit reports. And then once you've gone through the process of looking through and, and understanding that they are your debts, the first thing you would do is make a priority of paying any open accounts on time. The reason for that is that's 35% of the FICO score. The second thing would be to pay down balances on open credit accounts, which is 30% of the score. So he's got some accounts that are in good standing and those should remain kept in good standing. Thirdly, not to close any old accounts because 15% of the score is the average length of credit history. So closing accounts is not necessarily a good solution, especially when he's trying to rebuild. And then once you've gone through that process, preparing a budget, identifying how much money is available to dedicate toward rebuilding the credit effort, and then dedicate the majority of any extra money from the budget as part of savings, and then also taking some of the smaller collection accounts and trying to pay them off. Wow, I would be really overwhelmed right now if I was Gary. That sounds like a lot, a lot of things. Yeah, it totally is. And also, it's just one credit counselor's opinion on Gary's situation. So coming up in our final chapter, we called up an old friend of the show who knows a lot about credit reports, and we put them on the line with Gary and had them walk through his history. And then we were even more surprised about what we found out. It was not what we expected at all. There were some turns that we did not see coming. I'm so excited. Yeah. Stay tuned for more. Okay, I have so many questions. Who did you call? What did they tell Gary? Did you save his financial life? What is this big surprise? I need to know. Okay, so we decided to call up Libby Kimsey. She's the credit counselor and personal finance smarty pants from the Capital Good Fund in Providence, Rhode Island. We talked to her in our first episode about credit scores. And this is how Gary and Libby's conversation went. Hi, it's Libby. Hi, Libby. It's Chris. Uh, I'm sorry that I only ever call you when we want you to do credit counseling on our podcast, but I appreciate yeah, that you no, agree to do it. It's 
it's good stuff. And am I going to meet get to meet Gary? Yes. In fact, I have my friend Gary Richardson with me right here. Hey, Libby. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? You know, uh, I'm doing better. I've been better, though. But, you know, so we're yeah. somewhere in the middle. Gary is uh, was terrified and now is kind of like slowly coming out of the now I'm like, ooh, baby, let's uh, pay down some debt. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, you've seen a lot of your you've seen a lot of your situation now. We looked mm-hmm. at your credit report. We have your credit score, which is 587 according to TransUnion. Uh, so it's ho- actually a little bit higher than you thought. Also, we successfully confirmed that there's far less boat debt on your account than you thought there was. <laughs> absolutely, be. absolutely. Th- there's say... a lot of fraudulent boat debt. Unfortunately, you do have some sizable student loans that are. Uh, not in good standing, and you're trying to figure that out. I'd say they're in actively bad standing. Exactly. The yeah. technical term, actively bad standing. Uh-huh. The good news is, so we have my friend Libby Kimsey, and she's going to help you out. Hey, Gary. I am sorry to meet you under these circumstances, but I hope that we'll get ahead of this. Libby, I couldn't be happier to meet anybody under these circumstances <laughs> than you. <laughs> Libby, what, do you th- what should Gary do? So since you came into this with concerns about identity theft, and I think this is true for anybody looking at their credit report. My first step would be, is this information yours? You know, starting at the top where we see these addresses, where we see these phone numbers, I would go down the list and ask myself, is that somewhere I've lived? Is that somewhere where I might have had my bill getting sent? Is that somewhere where, you know, maybe I had a co-signer on a, on a loan or an authorized user on a credit card who had that address? So let's just take a second there. Gary, does the stuff on your credit report match your there identity? There was a few addresses that did not but i'm like maybe those were my mom is in the army or was in the army so she bopped around a ton so maybe some of these are hers yeah i think it's actually worth asking your mom so you think he should ask his mom like has she lived in these places right because i think it's actually pretty common if there was uh whether it was a student loan or a credit card if there was any kind of account that had both your and the parent's name on it it's totally possible that uh, that information is flowing to your credit report and adding a little bit of complexity to your to your personal history here. Yeah, there's a few of these that would have to be my mom and a few that would have to be my dad, but I'm sure that my dad's never co-signed any loans. Or like, like the only loan of mine that's been co-signed was my student loan, as far as I'm aware of. And I see my dad's address, and I don't know why he's on there. I see a few from my mom. And it could also be something like a phone plan. You know, were you on a, a cable plan or a phone plan where the bill was going to, to one of these parents? Because, you know, one of the things we are seeing further down in your credit report is a couple of old bills that were sent to a collection agency. Gotcha. So, Gary, how many, looking at these addresses, there are maybe a dozen addresses A ton there? of addresses here. How many of them feel, like, questionable to you? Like, questionable, like, I would never, like, I've never seen this address? Yeah, or, or just you're not sure. I guess it's hard for me because I don't know what my mom's addresses were in these, like, different, on these different army bases. One of the things you should definitely do then is take these addresses and send them to your mom. Cause, yeah, but, like, which of these are your, yeah. Because Libby, and Libby, correct me if I'm wrong, but if Gary's mom is like, yep, that's my address, or it used to be my address, then it's almost definitely not identity theft. We don't have to worry about it. Right. That's the first place identity theft shows up is that, you know, typically somebody isn't taking your name, your social and your address. Typically they want, you know, to be benefiting from whatever they're using the money from. So usually Uh their address or their phone number is getting uh, mixed in with yours. Gotcha. And what should Gary do if he finds out that one of these addresses is not his mom or his dad? Uh, So if I saw that, then I would just be combing through very carefully and I'd want to identify exactly which accounts, you know, when we get down to the meat of the credit report, which ones of those 
are not familiar. So when you look through these accounts, Gary, are you seeing any that don't look familiar to you? There's a few phone numbers on here that I'm like, what phone number is this? Right. So enhanced recovery, that's probably something you didn't know that you had a, a debt with, right? Uh-huh. But Libby, that's from one of the ones that went into collection, we think? Yeah, absolutely. So Enhanced Recovery Company is a collections agency. So it gives us a little more detail here in the report. There's original amount and then original creditor. Um, and it even gives us the type. So it tells us that this is a cable slash cellular. Do you know if you've had an account with Charter Communication in the past? Uh, I have not. And also with AT&T, I've been a Sprint boy for quite some time. <laughs> So what do you think that means then, Libby? Uh, That sounds like something we should dig. And you can choose how much of this you want to take on yourself. The good news is that consumer rights are really, really firmly protected in this situation. So the next step is disputing this. So the Fair Credit Reporting Act is federal law that says if you are finding information that you believe is incorrect, you take that to the bureaus and then they have to investigate. They have 30 days to figure out, is this an accurate account? So you've already found stuff on there that you think is not, that you're confident is not you. Yes. And the great news is there's a, the federal government requires them to do the work of investigating it. All you have to do is officially dispute it. Yeah. Cool. That's okay. You you seem uh, thrown by that, though. Just that they're going to do the work? That feels like that's never the case. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that's insane. Um, as you're going back, going through more of it, tell us what you're seeing and ask Libby questions so that she can help you out here. Okay, well, these things, I feel like uh, this one looks like student loan, and I'm seeing this Wells Fargo, the bad boys at Wells Fargo. I don't like them one bit. Wait, what is this Capital One? Yep, $700 Capital One. Yeah, I don't have a Capital One card. Yeah, and it, you know, when it says banking, that makes me think that it's not, it's hard to tell. Is it a credit card, or are they saying that there was a checking account that racked up some overdraft fees or something like that, and then got sold to a collector. So it's hard to tell, is this a checking account? Is this a credit account? Did you ever have an account at Capital One? No. So I made a USAA. So that's probably not yours either then. Ooh, la la. Yeah, sounds like you have some some mixed up collections on here. Can't wait to tell them you got 30 days to get this, to figure this out. <laughs> so Write your threatening letter. Yeah. <laughs> so in a good way, Libby, there's like, probably one of the first things that Gary should do is go through here and just make a list of everything that is that he wants to dispute and then dispute that. Mm-hmm. How do you dispute? How does he dispute? Great question. So I scroll down to the bottom. If you go down to page 10, okay. Page... I recommend looking at this kind of halfway point on page 10. It has okay. to report an inaccuracy. Please visit dun, 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 dispute.transunion.com. Oh, I see it. Okay. I so can that'll imagine. actually walk you through it a little bit. All right. The credit unions have done a, over the last three, four years, uh, we've seen a lot of these online forums, online processes come into play so that you don't have to actually lick your stamp anymore. So you haven't, you, there's a website, you know you're going to go there, you know what you're going to dispute. Yes. Well, okay. I, I haven't looked, I, I don't know everything yet. I know a couple things that I'm going to dispute. But already that feels a little more manageable, right? Yes. Okay, so so Gary's going to do that. And Libby, just, I, I know we don't have much time with you. So um, really quickly, what would your other things that Gary should do be? So... I appreciate you guys uh, selling me as a credit counselor extraordinaire, but uh, I have—I don't actually do this every day anymore. So this is a this is a fun trip for me down memory lane. But I would probably assign you to one of our financial coaching officers who does this work every day. Yeah, it seems like it's just very mm-hmm. hard for you to ever understand on your own. Yeah, what's going on? It's like those small money things. I'm like, okay, cool. These 
four, like those four things at the top, I was like, okay, I don't know what these are. That's easy to dispute. Yeah. But everything else, I'm like, but huh? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pivot a little bit, which is that my, my main piece of advice would be when I look at this report, I'm not seeing a lot of new positive information going in. And at the end of the day, the credit score is pretty forward looking. It does prioritize the information that's come in over the last six months. It prioritizes the payments you're making today over the payments you made a year ago or didn't make a okay. year ago. One account with positive information going in each month is not going to boost your score very quickly. So my recommendation is actually to get a mix of different types of credit. And I get that that's, you know, it's like applying for a job. They say you need more experience, but how are you supposed to get experience if you don't have a job? You know, right now your people are saying, we're not going to give you credit because of your score. There's organizations like the one I work at that do what's called a credit builder loan. And so people come to us and they sign up for our financial coaching. They do $10 a month monthly payments. We report those to the credit bureau. So that way, you know, if this were you, you'd have uh, your credit card going in each month. You've had an installment loan going in each month. And we typically see a pretty decent jump six months later uh, with that mix of credit, multiple lines going in. So in a weird way, you kind of need to get more credit and show that you can be responsible with yeah. it in order to fix the credit from when yeah. you weren't as responsible. Uh-huh. Sure. Okay. And especially if you aren't in a position, I wouldn't necessarily get in touch with Wells Fargo if you're not in really a in a place to, to take making... on a new monthly payment. Sure. Yeah. Because it doesn't help you to I'm in no rush to talk to those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in no rush to talk to Wells Fargo. You know, you get a windfall, you get a nice tax refund or something like that, then you might start thinking about it. But uh-huh. I, it wouldn't be the first place I'd start. I'd start okay. by getting new information coming in. Okay, cool. And, of course, disputing those collections. If you're Right now your score is carrying the weight of someone else's collections, it looks like. So getting those disputed, getting those taken off your report will also bump up your score by enough points where you should be able to get some of these other credit products. Libby, thank you so much. This is so helpful. Yeah, thank you so much, Libby. Absolutely. Good luck, Gary. My head is like spinning. That is such a complicated situation. But I I am glad to know that there are things that he can dispute. Uh, But do you feel like you were able to save Gary's financial life? So after the end of that conversation with Libby, we checked in with Gary about what he was going to do next. What's going on with me right now? I know the things that I got to do. Tonight, I got to dispute. Got to go through my credit report dispute all of the things that are on there that I don't think are mine. Yeah, clean that up. Absolutely, clean that up. Uh, Then I've got to look into getting a secure credit card so that I can start having like a new line of credit that is positive and beneficial for my credit report. Get it out of that orange. We're talking onto the yellows, the green. Yeah, getting into that. Yeah. So basically, Um, first thing you're going to do is get rid of any negative information that's not, that shouldn't be there. And then get a flow of positive information going in. Yes, absolutely. In the slightly longer term, oh, you probably want to look into figuring out exactly what's going on with this with student. My, debt. Yeah, absolutely. Figure that out and then break that down into workable steps, then work those steps. Yeah. Yeah. Start but, saving money so that when I get there, I can start handling biz. Cool. Yeah. And uh, how are you feeling about all this right now? Dude, what a roller coaster this has been. Came in terrified. Then I was like, ooh, some sweet relief. And then it was like, wait a second, some of this is very confusing still. Okay, but now I'm in a place where I'm like, <laughs> I can't do it all at once. Yeah. But there are things that I can absolutely do now. And that's some shit that I can get behind. Where it's like, all right, what I can control right now, I am capable of controlling. So mm. let me do that. 
and then as hope hopefully as that gets cleared up these bigger things become less big or less mystical and i'm able to sit down and make the same kind of steps for that so i i think actually in a meaningful sense we really did solve gary's problem he had no clue what was going on in his financial life and thought it was just this general disaster zone and now he knows and has a plan as to how he can fix it and get it back to where he wants it to be that's so exciting i'm so proud of you chris for helping your friend out thanks yeah i mean look the trick here is that there's no way to instantly solve problems financial problems unless we somehow like found fifty thousand dollars hidden in gary's wall that he could use to pay off all his student debt at once there's never going to be an instant solution but i think that having a plan and knowing how to get your credit back on track that really is the best that someone can hope for in this situation yeah like the first step is defining the problem totally knowing what's wrong and and just feeling like you understand and are in control is such a big thing in this stuff so after all of this i asked gary if he had a final piece of advice for anyone who might be in a similar situation to him if you had one piece of advice to give to someone who is in your situation, what would your advice be? Handle it now. Yeah, don't put this off for don't several years. Yeah, don't put it off. Planning to become a famous rich millionaire Absolutely. and then yeah. handle start, it now. Just start banging it out. And that way, when you are a famous rich millionaire, it's going to be a lot less easy, stressful. Easy. And with those words, that's it for this episode. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme music is from Breakmaster Cylinder, and our producer is Alan Haberchak. Thank you, Alan. And thanks also to Gordon Oliver from Cambridge Credit Counseling and Libby Kimsey from the Capital Good Fund for helping make sense of what I think are unnecessarily complicated credit reports. And if you want to help the show, you can do that by going to Apple Podcasts and leaving a review for the payoff. Also, if you have questions related to our upcoming episodes on housing, freelancing, or credit cards, don't forget to send them to payoffpod at mike.com. Also, you can find out more about us on Twitter at the Payoff by Mike or online at mike.com slash payoff. See you next time.